RadioInfluence.com. Hey gang, welcome into the A Place for My Head podcast. As usual, he is Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry P. Tuck. Hope everybody's had a decent week since the last time we got together. Brandon, how are you doing, brother? I believe this is where I usually uh, go with my every show repetitive <sighs> sigh, but I'm not going to do that this time because I've actually had a really great week. Good. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of positive things going on, uh, at least in my world. So I don't want to like, you know. I guess, like, you know, throw it out into the air and kind of, like, boast about it or anything. But it's been a good week, so I'm good. Yeah, I'll say, don't don't jinx it. Just ride that wave. Ride that wave, brother. Ride the I'm wave. Thankful. I'm humble and thankful and all that kind of shit, but it was a good week, so I'm happy. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, before we get rocking and rolling here, again, want to thank Katia Bell for joining us last week. We've talked to her off and on during the week, and uh, just an incredible young lady, and uh, I, I really think the world of her, and I know we're going to be doing some stuff with her down the road uh, on, on some of her social media accounts, so looking forward to that. But again, uh, just an incredible story, uh, you know, uh, an incredible story of survival, and you know she's she's the epitome of turning a negative into a positive yeah without a doubt yeah yeah she had a pretty uh pretty incredible story and um to know that she's in you know in a spot in her life where she doesn't have to feel that way anymore i mean at one point she was talking about she couldn't even brush her teeth yeah so it's like you know that's 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 some we all go through our hell that was her hell it was pretty intense what it seemed to her but man she's made she's made a career out of it which is pretty pretty badass no doubt plus she has that badass british accent so god bless her you gotta love that too yeah yeah of course you can't go wrong with that (laughs) i I can hear her laughing at me saying that after the joke about the american accent so oh yeah (laughs) no yeah (laughs) (laughs) she said that i was like "Uh oh how's this show gonna go all right cool whatever yeah yeah yeah, i'll say for those that don't know we were joking before before we started recording last week and i i wanted to make sure i got her name right and she whips out Ooh, an American accent. <laughs> I was like, I never thought about it. you pronounce her name differently. I guess she goes by Katia. Katia you there. Pr- and I pronounced it Katia. Yeah. Kat- Katia. And she was, oh, that's okay. That sounds sexy. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. I think it's just because it came out of your mouth. I, I well, yeah. I, I mean, how, how, how could it not? I mean. I know. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this week, you know, in, in the past, we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, the effects of social media on mental health. But, uh, you know, Brandon texted me literally at like 2.15 the other morning because he had just got done watching the documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And uh, I, I had seen it, I don't know, a week or two before that and um you know i know it, it made an impact on both of us and you know for brandon to text me at that hour of the night first i thought ah oh, shit something's wrong and then i thought no that can't be and then i, I looked at it and i was like ah that's what it is the social dilemma for those that don't know um i we both highly recommend you guys watching it um it, because it it goes so far down a rabbit hole. I mean, the, the the knowledge of the people that are involved in this is just insane. So, yeah, Brandon. Well, and the reason, the reason why they're so knowledgeable is everyone, has like literally this it. entire, yeah, you're about to say that has been in the, the social game as, as like creators and jobs and, and creators of like buttons and all that kind of fun stuff. Right. So of course they're knowledgeable. Of course they know what's going on. Of course they know 
the severity of where we are now versus what the intentions were behind the like button, behind the tag button, behind the, oh, get this notification, uh, blah, 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 blah. And and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, Jesus, this this documentary was so I can't say it was eye opening because I felt this way. Nothing. I didn't hear anything that I didn't already think. Right. Right. Um, but for for people that don't think I the way I do or some others and stuff like that, this is so eye opening, especially to parents um, that have kids that can easily like these smart devices are. I mean, you know, I'm not the type of like dad to like want to just take deprive my kid of something, especially like. If she goes to school and other kids have iPhones or older, outdated iPhones or smartphones or whenever the hell she comes to the house and we sit down for dinner and she's like, you know, mom, dad, I want a phone. And they're like, oh, shit. I think that's more important on in this day and age is how I go about that question rather than the decisions I think she's going to make based off how she's raised when boys become a thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Because we've all gone through sad breakups, crying, and watched every single teen movie. Like every, oh, I know you love the reference for American Pie. <laughs> we knew it was coming. <laughs> coming. But all of those, like, of those dramatized, you know, exaggerated movies about getting laid and breaking up and all these other things, like, we all pulled through it. I mean, we thought it was the worst moment of our entire life, but we all pulled through it in an organic, in a, in, in, in a just getting older and growing up and maturing kind of way. So the the boy the boy thing or girl thing, whatever whatever path she takes, you know, um, is inevitable. I can't control that. Right. But what I can control is what's in her hand and what she's watching on a daily. Like perfect example is. Back in the day when we were kids and we were watching wrestling in the morning, right? Or, or, or Looney Tunes in the morning or hell, man, whatever those, whatever those cartoons, I mean, I'm talking about DuckTales and Smurfs and all kinds of stuff, right? Just like in the adult world coming from radio, like there's restrictions on certain, um, on what we say at what time during the day. You know, like it's if it's from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., you better mind your P's and Q's. If yep. something slips after 10 p.m., it's OK. It's a little bit forgive, a little bit more forgivable. But um, and I'm just being broad here. But like, well, they that, did the that, same. I would say that also falls into the whole movie rating thing, too. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. There's there's movies nowadays that are are rated like PG or whatever. And I'm like, man, this needs to be PG-13. This is bad. But then again, that's that's also I could be my own worst hypocrite because people are a little bit more sensitive nowadays than they were back then. So but for good reason. So I'm not you know, I'll call myself out on that one. But, um, you know. I can't, I can't, so it's like, I don't want to be the guy that deprives her of like the stuff, like if her friends have something that she doesn't, but it's like, she watches, you. she watches YouTube kids, right? Um, I think I forget the name of it. There was something going around where it was like subliminal messages that were in kids, YouTube kids videos. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it was called Momo or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking I, I, about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They'd be because... watching a cartoon, and all of a sudden it would be like, the, it would, the 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 audio in the back would be like, hey, go grab something sharp and cut your sister. You know what I mean? And so it scared the shit out of me. But at the end of the day, what my point is, when we were watching tunes or uh, cartoons in the morning, the type of commercials that were in between our cartoons were regulated. 
you know, that's why we don't see Camel Joe anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cigarettes, uh, the Marlboro Man. Because <laughs> I can just remember them verbatim. But the countless Newport cigarette ads in magazines, every damn Newport ad, not only did they always buy either like the back page or the front page or close to it, or you get that, you know, that one where like, you're flipping through a magazine, like it's Maxim or something, or it was ESPN or a sports magazine, whatever, whatever case may be, you know, whatever. And the cologne sample falls out and you're like, oh man, I don't have any money, man. Fuck that. And you take it, you rub it around your neck and shit like that. But then the next page is actually, they paid for a thicker page so that you would notice it more. And that costs more money, but tobacco companies had it. It would be, it would be tobacco ads. And I would always see this damn Newport ad and, 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 and all of its glossy glory in it. And it would be two regular looking people, healthy with like perfect smiles and all that stuff, just giggling and laughing and staring into each other's eyes with a cigarette. And it's like, right. damn. Um, and then even the candy cigarettes back in the day when we were kids, you know, if your parents smoked, I know mine did. I thought I was, I, well, shit, I'm, gonna, I'm supposed to look up to my parents at that age. So, yeah, I'm buying the candy cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. Big League Chew. Think about that. Big League Chew is still around. I don't know any Little League baseball player that didn't at one point use Big League Chew. Dude, you you did not live your life as a kid back in the day if you didn't chew Big League Chew. It's But it's still around. But now... I think Big League Chew back then for kids, they knew it was kind of like, hey, it's like chewing tobacco. Anybody that's seen The Sandlot, damn it, another movie. Have you seen it? <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> movies. I love The Sandlot. Okay, great. So anybody that's seen The Sandlot, uh, when they when they get that chew and they start eating it, realize they can, they need to spit it out, not swallow it. They all get sick immediately, mm-hmm. right? But but they were looking up to the their their you know legends and heroes like Babe Ruth and and you know everybody in that class like Mickey Mantle and all that stuff, and they were all chewing tobacco and they thought it gave them some kind of superpowers or some shit. When I was um, a little leaguer, my my hero was George Brett. So yeah, I totally get it. You know, so but but big league chew nowadays. If a kid sees big league chew and it's just like you know stringy gum that you can just chew and it only lasts about forty five seconds, and you gotta get some more big league chew out of there because it's just really shitty gum. Um, they're they're not really referencing you know what was going on back in the day, unless unless sunflower seed co- uh, companies decide to put nicotine in their in their uh, in their bags of sunflower seeds because <laughs> that's what baseball players do now. Right. They just spit out the shells, right? Anyway, I digress. I don't know where the hell I'm going, but. It's 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 manipulation at its best, man. It is controlling. It is uh, it's brainwashing. It's propaganda. It's it's so many different narratives, and it scares the living shit out of me because there was a section in this documentary, and and great, it was a small section, but it was a very impactful section. And it spoke about and showed what social media does to girls in our society currently. And they want to feel accepted. They want to generate likes and stuff when they post little selfies and stuff like that. I heard on the radio the other day that kids, kids are kids and people in general. I mean, look, it's not just kids. It's, it's adults too. Like you get brainwashed. So all the, all these filters that you have, all these like apps that make you look you know, younger and put these little flashy things all over the place. So that like distracts you from like wrinkles or whatever the fuck they're there for. Either way, they make you look better. Mm -hmm. They're like going into doctors and saying, Hey, you see this? Can you make me look like that? And literally it's a goddamn Snapchat filter or something like that. When did this become a priority in life? 
when did this become real? Um, it's just really, it's really depressing. And it's, it's scary to think about how fast this happened. Well, what? I, I would say it, it goes back to all of those stereotypes of wanting to be the perfect image and wanting to be the perfect this and perfect that. And, you know, they, I, and I know you're going to get into this in a little bit because I know the, the documentary, you know, focused primarily on girls. But, you know, in our society, you know, unfortunately, for girls in particular, looks are everything. Right, and right. that well, but, and all of these mm-hmm. filters—that's what they're for—is to, is to make you to look, look better. better. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. And and but it's—it doesn't start with just looks. I mean, it, it starts with looks, but it doesn't end there because once you get the looks, so you in your mind or the the young girl's mind, they can think that they're they're there. They're like, oh, that's super cute. And in in the documentary or whatever, like this girl, like took a few different pictures, wasn't feeling good about it. And then she took another one, added all like eight million filters, pushed out and, and started getting likes. So it was like doo, 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 mm. and comments and stuff like that. And then someone said she had big ears and then put, posted an emoji of an elephant. And then she's like covering her ears with her hair, and then she's totally depressed. Then she's in the front of a fucking mirror crying. And, 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 then, and yeah, and we've talked about this before. You can have ninety nine people give you all of the positivity in the world and prop you up and compliment you, but it's always going to be that one. That one. It's just, the, and that's what that that's exactly what it laid out. One hundred percent. It yep. was like, boom! You're so cute. This is awesome. Oh, you look great. Look at those Dumbo ears. Yep. Like. It's like, and then it, then all that shit just get canceled, just get gets canceled out, and it's unfortunate. But so the statistics that they were talking about, so alarming. When I say like this shit happened overnight, this shit really did happen overnight. It all started, I feel like, with MySpace. When MySpace got introduced and started, sort of did its thing, Facebook was sort of being created, and I think was still like was like there, just a hair behind them. Oh, I think we can take it all the way back to to AOL. Oh God, you're 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 a hundred percent right. Man. I mean, chat rooms, bro. Oh yeah, chat rooms. ASL. Yep. ASL. Yep. Yeah. Yep, no, yep. I mean, my, my, you know, as far as quote unquote social media goes, you know, MySpace may be the OG, but you know, AOL was kind of the the innovator. Where it started. Yeah, yeah. that was the end. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they look, I worked for AOL. I don't know if you knew that or not. Dude, I still have uh, an AOL email address. So, Well, yeah, we've talked about that, man. Yeah. We need to talk offline about that yeah. a little bit more. But Hi, but, I'm Jerry, yeah, that, and I have a problem. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, wait, no, excuse me. Hold on. Wait, yep. Uh, sorry. I got a DM. Someone's in my DMs in my Instagram. Anyway. All right. So, that was a joke. Did Didn't did they work. ask you ASL? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was joking about how goddamn distracting social media is. When 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 the DM came in, did it sound like? <laughs> just wondering. No, it's just always it's always the 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 red little notification or the window or the blink or the whatever, <laughs> and they go over that bullshit, and it's all part of their scheme like right. their their the algorithm and i'll go into detail about that because that's some bullshit too right. but their algorithm is hey how do we keep these people looking at their phones as long as humanly possible mm. same thing with tobacco back in the day how do we get the younger generation hooked on nicotine and smoking cigarettes because that's our cash cow and by the way all of this is surrounded by what 
the number one thing out there and it's not it's not power it's not it's not an office it's not uh uh, uh be, having an entire top floor of of the highest skyscraper in new york city or la or whatever the number one thing the king of all kings is what cash money oh yeah oh yeah absolutely always money always money all this different shit all the algorithms all the things are like the intention of a like button being to make someone feel better and I don't know, like this is like a, C, a former CEO, a former vice president of like Facebook or what, one of those shit. And they're like, the like button was supposed to up, lift up people. But what happened? It backfired. Right. Well, I didn't get enough likes on my thing. So now I'm depressed. So going back to those statistics, um, you have these girls that are in their, their younger teens, right? So I think, uh, i trying to remember what the exact numbers were, but it was like, you know, 13, 14, 15. Then 15 to like 19. So like the younger ones, um, cutting themselves one, like, so self, so we have self harm, uh, other, you know, uh, um, substance abuses and things of that nature, uh, and so on. That was increased from the last, uh, decade. So I'll just say 2010, right? Um, by, I want to say, uh, like it was like 50, 80% or something like that, or 60%. And then it was even higher. It was like 120 or 150 for, um, uh, the upper age group for, for teens, uh, uh, uh girl teens. Right. But then the most important thing to me is it, that I always try to talk about so much is, is the suicide, the suicide rate. So right. that went up exponentially. So the younger teens, it was like over a hundred percent. And then the high, and then the one, and then the, the higher teen group up to 19 tripled. Mm. It tripled in 10 years. And it's all in correlation, direct correlation with social media. If that doesn't blow people's mind, if you care about the human race, that should scare the living shit out of you. Because it's something as simple as a phone, a smartphone, as a Christmas gift that brings joy to someone could end up killing them in the long run. What the fuck is going on in society? Like, holy shit. You know, the internet is the greatest thing in the world. And the, 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 the nastiest, scariest thing in the world all at the same time. Because it connects everybody to everybody. Yeah. But when I say everybody, that's good and bad. And... It, it, it's it's an addiction. People people get addicted to the internet and social media and you know things like that, and they don't even realize that they're doing it. And that's the scary thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, there was a a portion in it where it said uh, there are two industries, two industries that refer to their customers as users. The number one industry, which I guess maybe industry isn't the correct uh, term, but uh, was drug users mm -hmm. or abusers, right? So they're users, right? The other industry was software. Mm -hmm. Go figure. And nobody else refers to their customers as users except for those two. And I thought that was rather alarming. So they're basically comparing software users to drug users. So you saying that social media is a drug, it is a 1000% a drug. It is an addiction. 
It is something that people can't do without all day. I get disgusted with myself when I get those, you know, uh, screen time uh, notifications or whatever. I was about to bring that up. I was totally about to bring that up. (laughs) Shit's depressing. I'm like, what? I I was on Instagram for that long? No, that's bullshit, man. I'm like, all I do is work. How the fuck can I do that? But apparently, I, I mean, unless it's lying and it's part of the algorithm to lie to people. I don't know, man. I don't think it would have any reason to lie because I know, you know, the the first time I saw that, you know, I had no idea just how much time I was spending on on my phone. I mean, the statistics that they can come out with and provide are unreal. Like, they give you average. Like, you pick up your phone every five minutes. Yeah, it was... was, That's me. Yeah, me as well. uh, Myself included. And, you know, it was startling. And now mm-hmm. I now I make it a point every week when I get that notification, I try to reduce my time by at least ten percent. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's awesome. But some people can't do that, and like the documentary shows really good examples of that. One kid made a bet with his mom, you know, to leave leave the phone locked away and not use it for a week. That didn't happen. Right. Shit. The, the mom tried to get everybody at the dinner table to lock up their phones in this little like lockbox thingy um, for just dinner. And their daughter ended up, you know, was couldn't take it. She took went left the dinner table and grabbed a fucking wrench or something and cracked the box open and took her goddamn phone out. Was like, fuck you. I'm looking at my phone. That's how powerful this is, man. Mm-hmm. There. And, and, and when you talk about big brother, and and people feeding you all this stuff to 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 drive the revenue to drive the advertising to keep you engaged in all that stuff it's scary man like i i come from the corporate world right and it's not it's not it's not a big secret but people know about it but advertisers love it and literally there's 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 software out there, right, that follows you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's not just data. It's not just everybody's like, oh, yeah, they sell your data. No, they don't. It's not It's not just that. I mean, your, that'd be that'd be awesome if that's all it was. If they knew your your birthday, your, so then they know your age, then they know where you live, then they have uh, maybe some uh, behavioral patterns on you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. No. These apps that are open are listening to what's going on around you. They know, they know what kind of mood you're in. They know what videos you like to watch. They know what pictures you spend the time with. I mean, the movie, the documentary even says this, they know how much, how much time you spend looking at X's and stuff like that. And, and, and all that turns into, and this is where AI comes in, artificial intelligence, which is in my opinion, the direct result of algorithms. They send you shit videos and stuff to keep you engaged based off what you're currently doing. And not only that, but these, our smartphones are listening to our conversations. Well, that's how, that's why every time you open up Facebook, whatever you've just been talking about, the first thing you see is going to be an advertisement. Yeah. Like I could, like right now, if I wanted to, I could, I could, uh, I don't know, say, hmm, I don't know. Bullshit. All I do is get beer products now and barbershop stuff <laughs> because that's my life right now. But if I wanted to, if I were to do like, you know, unicorns are real and say it like fucking 10 times or Beetlejuice, maybe I'll get like a Netflix fucking ad or something. I don't know. But well, Michael Keaton will come flying out of your computer, which is okay because he's badass. Isn't he's he? the best. He's the best Batman ever. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Best, <laughs> best Batman ever. Um, but yeah, but it's listening. So, you know, 
coming from that advertising world and trying trying to I mean, it it comes from a good place, and it's still revenue. Gen- it's revenue, 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 cash, 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 all the time. But it does come from a good place where you're trying to provide better advertising for clients, right? But at the same time, it's creepy as fuck, and it's hard to talk about. But when our devices are listening to us, and they track our every move, and you're able to track someone that they know that they they know that you watched a commercial now. Uh, and then they followed your pattern that goes to a website, right? And then after you go to the website, they can track when and how long it took you to go into the, 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 the place of business that you watched all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it also gives you a conversion, whether you, you know, gave them money or not or bought something, a product. So to have that technology, man, it's very creepy. But like you said, man, all you have to do is say something a few times or search one thing and your entire feed's flooded with that stuff. But, Again, to kind of get away from the, the the software stuff and go back to how it's affecting people. Well, real real quick, you know, I, I I want to go down this rabbit hole a little bit because, you know, for years and years and years and years and years, you know, and, and I've I'm a firm believer of this has been going on for as long as the internet has been around. I'm one of those people, you know. Yep. I don't look at anything crazy on the internet that could come back to bite me in the ass somehow. I just don't. Um, you know, and for years, you know, those kind of, I don't want to say those kind of people, but, you know, people that had shared the same belief as, as myself, you know, we were called, oh, well, you know, you're just a conspiracy theorist and this and that and the mm-hmm. other, and you're crazy and you're paranoid and blah, 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 blah. Well, the social dilemma flat out confirmed everything that I've thought since day one. Exactly. And so, well, and, and, you know, and to piggyback on that, you know, something as simple as visiting a website and, and you're talking about the advertising aspect, but you know, let's, let's take that a step further. You know, we've got an election in a month. Mm-hmm. What if this, what if some of this information ends up in the wrong hands? It's not a, what if, well, I was trying, but you know, <laughs> it, it, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's not a, what if it's already happening. It's been happening. Look, w- w- a global pandemic has everybody questioning everything about everything because the country's so divided right now. And when COVID happened, everybody's like, it's an election year. Go figure. Right. Um, now you have people that want to wear masks then you have people that are like anti-mass. So here we go. Everything's divided. Everything is black and white nowadays. But and, and it's, where it's and, and, and and okay, and where are people getting the majority of their information from? The internet. Bingo. Social media. Bingo. Social media. So and this documentary does a very good job at showing you how it happens mm-hmm. because there's a young boy in it that is a soccer player and plays for a school, and he goes so far down this rabbit hole of you know these far left and far right groups that are you know pushing out these videos and convincing people with the propaganda and convincing brainwashing them and stuff like that and my apologies to anybody that is like on the right or left or whatever like that's not what this is about it's about how people are controlling other people through this major platform um that is so it's so powerful it's so so powerful and it just shows him going down the rabbit hole and, you know, eventually loses, loses all like social skills, then loses 
um, you know, all, all interest in, in, in playing sports for his school. And the next thing you know, he's at a rally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's all by just, you know, you watch one. And if you watch the whole thing, it's recorded. If you watch 10 seconds of it, they're going to be like, hey, let's serve him this. And I'm talking like I'm the AI person or whatever, but that's how it works. Um, it's off a of pattern and behaviors and shit. And it's killing people. Like, it's literally killing people and dividing everybody around the world. It is scary. And I said earlier, like, extinctive. And I mean that. Like, if my my biggest fear, and someone said it, and I was saying it right before they said it, it was one of the guys that either was an old CEO or old um, uh, vice president of something social, whatever. They're like, what scares you the most? And, I, and, and, and me, what I was saying in my head, I was like, the, div- the division of, of the world, right? That's what scares me the most. What does it remind me of? The Civil War. And he said it. He was like a civil war, like a mm-hmm. real new civil war. And that this, in like Generation Z, I guess anybody born past like the 90s, like we might, th- this could be the end of humanity. I mean, that's taking it to an extreme. Have you ever considered but- the fact that we quite possibly could already be in the middle of one? No, and we, we are. just don't realize it. No, we no we we are one thousand percent in one. Um, it's just not. It's not. It's not what muskets and 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 invading like you know state lines and shit like that and getting shot at and stabbed at over a hill or whatever. I mean, no disrespect, but it's different now. It's all. It's 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 like a media war. It's a it's a social war. Keyboard cowboys and but but it's also creating the rallies and the, and people burning down cell phone towers and and blaming COVID on blaming COVID on the 5G networks affecting our brains. And this isn't just coming from like people that, that divulge in conspiracy theories. This is coming from like medical people. And when you watch a video on Facebook or social or YouTube or whatever, and you're, you're listening, like it says at the bottom third, sorry, that's, TV terms on the bottom of the screen to the left. And it says so-and-so MD professional, whatever credited school, this, that. And they're like, COVID's fake. COVID is not a real thing. <laughs> it's cell phone towers. Okay. Hypothetical. Okay. But if I hear that, I think one way, someone else might hear it a different way. Someone else might hear it a different way, but that's, that's, that's what they're trying to do. So, Especially when it comes from someone that appears to be credited, like an actual true professional in that area. Why wouldn't you believe that person? Right. Why wouldn't you believe your doctor when you, when you, you know, go for a checkup and stuff like that? You have a cold or whatever. It's, it's, it's just, it's scary. And it takes me to 2016, 2017 after the election and all the Russia stuff. Russia, 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 Russia meddled in the election. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. But here's the thing. Nobody did anything illegal. All they did was influence people mm-hmm. on social networks. They preyed. Okay, I say that. They preyed on people's vulnerability. That's it. So, to go to trials and waste, waste tax dollars and all that kind of shit, whatever. That's neither here nor there, but they used this platform that is so important to so many people in there as a drug that they're so addicted to that people are, are dying by suicide, are depressed, 
um, are, are, are ruining aspects of their life. They were, they talked about, uh, back, I mean, damn it. Not, a, I don't want to do another movie reference, but back to the future, man. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the day in 1955, they, all they cared about was the prom, you know, mm-hmm. all they cared about was that stuff in the under, under the sea dance and shit, you know, like all those things were like the biggest thing to them. I remember when I was a kid and I don't know if you felt the same, but like all I want to do is get my damn driver's license so mm-hmm. I can get the fuck out of my house. Right. The amount of teens that reach 16 to get there like in 15 has dropped so much. It's scary. They're not even interested in that. All they want to do is have a smartphone. Right. Yeah. And that goes back to, you know, like I said earlier, the internet connects everybody to everybody. And, you know, it takes out the social aspect, you know, in person of, you know, relationships and how to how to act socially. And, and you know, truthfully, in, in my opinion, you know, I think that's why we're seeing so much of the political correctness stuff that's going on now. Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't know how to act anymore. And, you know, they've developed thin skin and. You know, it then, was, yeah, that's it. It, it was it was that's funny. It. I was having a conversation with somebody, you know, earlier this week, and you know, we were talking, and they're like, "God, you know, we came up in radio at a time when this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and oh my God, if that happened today, people would lose their jobs." No shit. And no shit. And you know, you you lived a lot of it the same way I did, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like. You know, and we're not even talking about things that happen. We're talking about things that people said. Yes. You know, yes. and it's like you, that that stuff wouldn't fly these days. And, Mm-mm. you know, part of me, you know, it's a good thing that we're going down that road. But at the same time, the the uber sensitive people and, you know, then it, it's like everybody wants to be, a, a, for lack of a better term, you know, they're the social justice warrior. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, you know they take things out of context and and things like that. And it's like, guys, come on, you know. Or you, or you, or you take it for what they think it is, and then turn it into their own narrative, right? With your with your words in it, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I have I have I have conversations with people all the time when, like, think about it, like people that have like uh, weight loss journeys and wellness journeys and stuff like that. Um, someone could could easily like lose 20 pounds or something like that and try to put their progress online because that's kind of what you're taught to do when you're in those things. Like when I quit smoking, uh, when I turned 30, it was like, talk to people about it and stuff like that. It's not what I really did. I went about it my own way. It was cold Turkey. And I pushed my th- myself through all the things that, um, uh, that, that, that get people to smoke cigarettes again when they're trying to quit. Like, you know, th- nobody wants to go to a bar. I was like, Put my ass in a bar. Um, nobody wants to, you know, do social things because everybody else is smoking. I was like, get me around them. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I wanted to defeat all the bullshit and then just focus on myself on the way out of it. And I got out of it. And it's one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. I mean, to those that don't smoke, it's really hard. Nicotine is fucking powerful. But, um, and, you know, it's it, anyway, but. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're right, though. I mean, everybody's got to post everything. And, you know, I've, I've gotten, you know, I've, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. And I've, I've caught myself. And what, but why, why do you catch yourself? Why, why should you feel bad about posting a positive journey about yourself? Well, no, it's, I'm just talking in general. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is like, 
I could I could post all that stuff, you know, on on social to be like, man, it's been it's been eight years since I've had a cigarette or whatever. Okay, whatever. But people that like are 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 focused on their on their weight journey and stuff like that, and, and they're successful and they want to share it with the world so that they get support back. They'll get someone like you said, the one person, right? They may get like ninety eight percent of positivity towards them, whatever that amount is uh, or equates to, and then you have the one person. It's like, why are you fat shaming? Mm-hmm. Why are you fat shaming? Why would you post this? Mm-hmm. So there's some people out there in the world that can't lose weight, that have medical problems and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now that person not only feels like shit, but now everybody's like so sensitive and so walking on eggshells in every fucking aspect of life. It's just so uncomfortable and people people are in pain and people are feeling certain things and, and they need to do certain things, but then they can't because they're afraid to get their ass kicked right. and social media. Love it. Social is making people antisocial. Oh, that's, that's a great way to put it. And you know, it, it's, it's disheartening when, you know, like, like we've talked about, you've got the 99 positive statements, but it's always that one negative that sticks out in everybody's mind. Yeah. And it's like, with with the whole like you know appearance thing and and all that stuff like back in the day it was the the skinny models on the covers of magazines i haven't heard anyone bitch about magazines as of late i'm talking years and years and years but that was the go-to thing that was like we don't have to be this bony skinny you know victoria's secret model that's not what us girls should be looking at and and they shouldn't be pushing that out as like the the norm or what you should be when i'm not that but now it's even fucking worse now i don't know like i would challenge people like post something without a filter if you're going to take a selfie or something like that i don't think somebody i don't think anybody could do it it's that bad it's that bad and it's ruining lives it's ruining lives and our kids our kids are in fucking jeopardy man and i cannot stress that enough yeah no you're i i mean i there's nothing I can add to what you just said because I agree with every single word that you just threw out there. Um, yeah. You know, and, and again, you know, it's affecting, you know, our, our kids mostly. I mean, you, you look at the internet, you look at, at social media, and, you know, it, let's be honest, mostly it's, you know, adult wise, it's the 18 to 34s. It's, you know, you don't have a lot of older senior citizens, you know, things like that. They're targeting the young kids. And, of course. And, just, and that goes just back like to, cigarette tobacco. I was going to say that goes back yep. to Joe Camel and the Marlboro Man and, you know, all of that crap. Um, yep. You know, so, yeah, no, I mean, you're you're spot on with and everything in you this, just said. In this in another scarier, scary aspect of that is. Who gives a shit? Like, let's all let's take a break for a second. Like, who gives a shit who our president is right now? Who gives a shit who's in the Senate and in the House? All that stuff. Like, don't think about that right now. Think about later down the road when the the generation that's being fucked right now and and are a revolving door of dying right now based off all this bullying and all the other bullshit. So they're getting thinned out. That's the future of our country. That's the future of the world. What do you think? What do you think ten years is going to be like? What's twenty years going to look like? Well, and, and to, to piggyback that thought, you know, the internet really—the internet boom started. What would you say, mid nineties? 
Oh, for sure. That, I mean, would, once, would, dude, once that dial-up connection happened with AOL, the, <laughs> in the, I was in there trying to find girls. I'm like, yeah, man, it's fun. ASL, um, ASL. There you go, there you go, buddy. I mean, I mean, whenever that happened, I'd give that like you know, you said mid '90s. Well, that's interesting. It had to have been like ninety. Three or yeah, something, uh, mid '90s or so. Yeah. So okay. let's think about this. You know, the the younger generation right now didn't grow up without the internet. Right. It's all they know. Right. You know, so you know we're a little older than them, or some of us a little older than a little older than them, and you know <laughs> it, we know what life was like before email and before internet and before social media. And I don't think it's a coincidence that some of the problems we're seeing now are developing when they are. Does that make sense? No, they're, they're a direct correlation of, Absolutely. of evolution of technology, right? Absolutely. Um, it's changed. It's I mean, it's changed us. I mean, it goes... <laughs> this is funny. Uh, not funny, but like it's just a stupid example to kind of like put it into, into perspective. They don't teach cursive anymore in school. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. So why they stopped doing that? I don't. I'm not. I don't know the reason. Because I remember when not when I was in, in in elementary school up until whatever it is, middle school and all that kind of stuff. I think I think it wasn't until high school they're like you don't have to write in cursive if you want to write you know plain text or whatever it is you're you're willing to do so. But to eliminate cursive altogether, like man, that's. You know, I'm, that's not, I'm not, I'm not going out there saying, Hey, we're not, uh, school just eliminated saying, uh, the pledge of allegiance or, um, praying at school. And those are very controversial, very hot topics that I'm not getting into. But, but someone along the way, group of people, school boards, whatever decided to cut cursive out of, uh, out of the, 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 the teachings of our young ones. And, you know, that's because that oh, almost, admitted something real quick but that takes me back because i'm glad that i learned cursive you know the declaration of independence is written in a, a type of cursive right, right, right. so but again um, you know I, I think a lot of that again has to do with technology you know everybody uh, agree, agreeable yeah i mean there's not not a lot of writing going on anymore a lot of it is all on the computer you take notes on your computer you're constantly yeah. typing you know I, yeah. I, I i i was one of the smart people in high school i guess i graduated in 96 so when Sweet. i was in high like, school i i we're opposite what do you mean? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't the smart guy, oh. so that's great that we can talk about each side. Well, yeah, I was going to say I, I took a typing class because I knew I knew where things were going, and you know, even then, at the beginning of it, it's like you know, okay, this is where things are going. You need to stay out ahead of it, you know. So I literally took a typing class in high school, and I was the only dude in the class, which was great. But you know, five, ten, fifteen years down the road, you know. It, it it's helped we're we're not that far off in age because i did the same thing i chose an elective it was an elective for me in high school to take typing and um i'm i'm so, uh, that's one of the most thankful things I, I i i'm thankful for and it shows in the real world now because i i, I spaced on i like i got the typing down real well and i'm a, and, and you know i'm good at that but i spaced on the number part so i don't have the numbers down like when right. you can just put your hand over to the right and do all the numbers uh i i mean i'm sure i could learn it's online just go to youtube but um but uh you know there's 
there there have been situations where I'd be typing out something and my dad or my mom back in the day would be like, holy shit, you know how to fucking type? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I do know how to type. Like, that's, I mean, that should be an industry standard. Yeah. But, um, but, but it's true, man. And like, and even then I, I had value in it and I have value in it today. Um, but I, but another part of that exact class, and this is where I, I wasn't the smart kid in high school. I was just the fucking partier in high school and everything else that comes along with it. I flaked on the number part and I flaked on the spreadsheet. So like my, <laughs> my, my weakest talent, my, my weakest like thing in anything computer at all, anything is Excel. Right. Microsoft Excel defeats me. Like, <laughs> defeats me. I mean, I can do basic shit in it, but when someone's like, hey, can you make me a spreadsheet with, like, the formula? I'll be like, oh, 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 man, get the fuck out of here, man. That's oh, funny. Like, yeah. That's why I own a barbershop, people. That's <laughs> why I own a barbershop. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, uh, this is, I mean, this is really, I, I don't want to say the first generation because those kids are now, you know, 25 years old. If we're, yeah, we'll just say mid-90s, say 95 you know, just throwing it out there. You know, they're 25 years old now, but, you know, that generation is the first to come along that didn't have these things. And, Pre- you know, precisely. you look at you look at the, the riots and you look at the things going on socially, you know, everywhere right now. And a lot of it is stemming from that 18 to 25, 18 to 30 demo. Right. I and, don't and, think that's it, yep. a coincidence. Nope, I don't either, and it's scary. And I and and look, usually, usually our shows are with like an awesome guest, or you and I talking about cool topics and making light of things, and sticking to our guns when it comes to mental health awareness and and sharing stories and stuff like that. And I know this is like a not not very typical show, but it's 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 right in the middle of everything that we talk about. It's 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 just as important because it's affecting people and doing the same thing to people that mental health. And, and and all those things do. It's affecting you know I mean? like, people's mental health. Like I just said, yeah. You know, you look yeah. at everything going on socially right now, and this this country is as divided as it's ever been, ever yeah. in the history of this country. And and think about some of the the hell that this country's been through. It's more divided now than ever, ever. And, and that's why civil war was brought up in the documentary, man. Right. And, you know, you, you look at the effects of social media and how quickly misinformation can spread and how quickly the, I, I don't I don't want to say the, the trouble, but the instigators and, and the people with bad intentions get their message out there. You know, the Internet, you can do that in, in, in the sake of f- pushing two buttons where yeah, where that, where exactly. before the Internet came along. It wasn't that simple. Now it's all social media, and it's it's way too easy for I, I don't want to say the bad guys in the world, but the people with bad intentions. No, that in that, but to that's steer the it. narrative. Yes, to steer the narrative. Like there is no meddling. Like if we want to accuse someone of meddling in the elections, let's not just stick to Russia. Let's stick to the human race. Everybody meddled in the election. Everybody pushed the false narratives or what they believed in that created the divide and, and, and fake news, as they call it, and all that shit, and the pr- depressive stuff and the manip- manip- manipulating stuff. Like, it wasn't just one solid just country that did that. It's, it's the human fucking race. They, they got 
invested in it. They believed it. They they drank the Kool-Aid and then they started to do exactly what these people wanted them to do. And nothing about it was illegal. Nothing. And the people that are doing this, that are pushing out propaganda and pushing out um, these things that are creating uh, depression and, and people uh, and, and again, social media being creating anti-social people um we have to we have, just have to be cognizant of that and and i don't know like i i, I can't stress it enough man the our young ones the the future of of this world and if you're a parent or not it doesn't matter it doesn't make it any more different than not but just keep just keep an eye on on, on our kids on our kids on our youth on our young ones and focus on them because if joe if joe camel can convince or appeal awesome to a kid to make them smoke a cigarette. So can all this other bullshit in the world. Absolutely. And you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. We're not trying to control anybody's narrative. We're not trying to tell you what to think. We're not trying to tell you what you shouldn't believe in. That's, that's not at all the point of where we're going with this today. The, the last point I really want to stress is make sure you look at everything you know, and, 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 you know, form your opinions from that, you know, be objective. Don't, you know, don't fall into the trap of reading one source and taking it at face value. If you find something that, that, that piques your interest or, or raises an eyebrow, dig into it a little bit, do some homework, form your own opinions. You know, that's, that's the big thing. And, you know, I, we're not going to get political. That's not what we do here. But, you know, with the election coming up, whatever stance you take and, and however you, you land in this world politically, just make sure you do your homework and you, you're, you aren't just looking at one side of the story. Because truthfully, I, I think social media wise, you know, it's the old thing about, oh, well, everybody reads the headlines, but they never read the story. And that's why right. you see clickbait. And that's why you see this and that and the other. And that's, again, a way that they control the narrative. You know, yep. if you see something, click on it. Read the whole story. You know, learn the facts. Do your homework on things. You know, again, we're not telling you what to believe in, what not to believe in. That's not what we're here for. And, you know, I, I don't believe in that at all. You know, I'm I'm pretty lucky then and fortunate that... I think one of my better character traits is taking a step back and looking at, at the whole picture when it comes to anything. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, I can form my own opinion. And a lot of people aren't that way. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the social justice warriors and stuff like that going on now, because I don't want to say they're ignorant, but they're not doing their homework. They're not looking at things objectively. It's the whole I'm right, you're wrong. That's the end of the story. Because And that's it. Right, and it goes it's back. Either, it's either one or the other. Yeah, and it goes back to what you were you, you brought up about people socially and not interacting in person anymore, and hiding behind a computer, and you know, being one of those you know keyboard worms that you know sits there in in, in your mom's basement in, in their mom's basement waiting on mom to make meatloaf while you're just trolling people on the internet, you know, and whether you believe in what you're putting out there or not, you know, don't be one of those people. Do your homework. Do your own homework. Don't rely on somebody else to do your homework for you. And I, I don't, I, I feel like I'm on a soapbox, but, you know, I just, I wanted to get that out there. And, and, and I wanted to close with that because, 
you know, again, there is so much misinformation out there. And, you know, it's not my place to tell you what's misinformation and what isn't. That's for you to find out on your own and for you to, to discover and figure out on your own. And, and I just I, I can't stress that enough. No, I, I and I totally agree. And I'm about to jump on my soapbox for just a, for just a second. I cannot I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. Listen to your kids. Mm-hmm. Talk to them when they get home from school, ask them about their day and listen to every word. Sometimes they can get, they can embellish things from here to there. Uh, but listen to them, ask them how their day has been so that you know what's going on in the world when you're not there. Cause there's so many different influences going on at that moment and other kids and, and other kids, parents and all that kind of stuff that goes into the other kids. It kind of goes across this way and that way. And they're so, their minds are so impressionable that everybody older to them right now, especially, you know, my daughter being her age, they're authoritative, right? So they should listen to elders and they, that's all they can really think about. Right. So, but if, if you can just talk to them on a regular basis to find out what's going on in their life and what they're hearing in their surroundings, it'll make a huge difference. And I just stress that so much. I stress it. Just pay, just pay attention and listen and talk to them. I, I, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Yeah, and you don't limit it to just your kids. Do it with your spouse, your your girlfriend, True. your boyfriend, your your True. parents. You know, again, it goes back to the whole premise of why we started this podcast. You know, we started this podcast to start the conversation. You know, don't be afraid to start the conversation. And I think I think that's a perfect way to end this show. Guys, you can make sure to yep. follow Brandon uh, on social media. He is at Brandon Promo uh, on all social media. Here we are plugging social media accounts, by the way. How ironic. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me. Uh, I am at Jerry P. Tuck, P-E-T-U-C-K, uh, everywhere. I'm pretty easy to find. And uh you know, again, you know, we want to thank each and every one of you, for each and every one of you, easy for me to say, for uh, listening to the show each week. You know, it's some shows. And are, again, we don't we don't plug those accounts for attention and likes and all that kind of stuff. We plug those accounts so we can hear from you. Yeah, no doubt. Good or bad. No doubt. Let's and, hear from you. And, and make sure to follow, uh, you know, a place for my head uh, on Facebook as well. The, the, the Facebook group and make sure to hit up the a place for my head dot com website, too. So, uh, you know, we again, you know, and I said this last week, we want to try to get you guys more involved. We want to hear more of your stories. So, you know, we definitely want you to reach out to us and, you know, tell us what's going on with you. And maybe your story can help somebody else. So, uh, you know, again, it's all cyclical and, and it's all about us just having conversations with everybody, because at the end of the day, we are all in this crazy boat together. So we might as well paddle in the same direction. So. Guys, that's going to do it. Uh, Again, he's Brandon Thompson. My name is Jerry Pitek. And until next week, make sure to hashtag get it out. This is a dark to light with Frank and Beans quick fix on Radio Influence. Last time that Tracy and I got together, we were talking about political awakenings, spiritual awakenings, what the country's going through right now, um, what we're all suffering through at the same time, how we're being tormented collectively. But ultimately, there is a rising tide that cannot be fought back. Um, 
It's long been said that nothing can stop an idea whose time has come, and I really do believe that that is happening right now. There is a shedding of skin that must happen. There is an exposure that is so blatant and so obvious for all to see. It is tyrannical. It's authoritarian. It is not life-affirming in the least. And we are at the precipice of greatness, even though there is much more murkiness and much more uh, uncomfortable days ahead. I really do believe that we are doing the work that needs to be done, as has been done many times throughout our history. At least the last telling of our history. God knows how many histories there have been that have been lost forever. Dark to Light with Frank and Beans can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.